everybody, and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburne. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. Welcome to today's episode for we're Mass Effect excited. 2. Sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah, we're super excited. Just talking about Jack. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so just as a, before we get into it, I just want to give our listeners a warning in case you're in a place that you cannot... Please enjoy a secondary warning because we always do the one, but here's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is not going to be a positive review of this romance. So if you're here for positive vibes only, you might want to skip this one and go back to listening to Garrus. Yeah, just go back to Garrus. Thank you to us for giving you the heads up. Yeah, (laughs) uh, just... um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's not gonna be pretty. It's a doozy. It is. It's um, yeah. But to roll into our normal spoiler warning. <sighs> spoiler alert! It's gonna be a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! This podcast will contain spoilers, as is the nature of discussing overarching plot and story we will be covering various plot beats during this show the warning has been laid at your feet continue at your own peril this was your spoiler alert spoiler alert look at this we're giving you a spoiler alert i'm never sure why i do jazz hands during these because no one sees them but y'all oh i know well i mean it it just it sounds jazz handy like it does you know you add to the energy we're creating an energy here (laughs) yeah well, let's kick off that energy before we go wildly by talking oh, about just Mass Effect 2 in general. Uh, as a reminder, it was released for the PC and Xbox 360 in 2010 and went to the PS3 in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, the developers, BioWare, and the publisher is Electronic Arts. Our writing team, uh, the head writers were Mac Walters and Drew Kirby Sheen, and the remaining team was Luke Christiansen, Chris Laytoile, Patrick Weeks, Malcolm Azania, Chris Help, Chris Help, <clears throat> Chris Hepler, wow, uh, Brian Kindrigan, and Jay Turner. And this time we're going to be talking about Mail Shep, who was voiced by Mark Mears, because Jack is straight only. Despite mm-hmm. having a comment in her story talking about, about being by, being by, but yeah. you know we're well, just gonna roll she, through that. She never really. She, she never said really, she shared their bed. Yep. Their. Oh, true. Bed. I mean, I suppose she could just be into threesomes, even though I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole. Yeah. Just, she likes flaky yeah. sandwiches, I guess. I don't know. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. But. No. Her whole character makes zero sense. Zero um, percent sense. Uh, there's like maybe a percent. Why. That's probably why she's known as Subject Zero. Because her story makes zero, zero sense. sense. Uh, well, it's, it's a very played out trope. It's just angry person who was you know, treated poorly as a child, never saw a therapist, and is now a raging monster. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, her entire character we, is just a list Before of we really run... Bad misogynistic tropes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Before <laughs> we run into Jack, uh, we do want to do the condensed plot overview for Mass Effect yes. 2, just to make sure <laughs> we, we run through that. I'm going to make this very brief because we're already on a roll. Um, but Mass Effect 2 is a game set in a futuristic Milky Way 
Milky Way, where mass relays, technology allowing for faster-than-light travel, have allowed the human race to expand outward from our Earth into a society of other advanced races, and a continuation, obviously, of Mass Effect 1. Your shepherd starts by dying uh, at the end of Mass Effect well, the beginning of this game, but like, quote unquote, after Mass Effect 1, and being brought back to life by a pro-human organization called Cerberus, which will be coming up in this uh, episode for discussion. And uh, without having much choice due to the threat facing the galaxy, you're forced to work with Cerberus on this road to defeat the big bad evil. And maybe you find love along the way, even but though we're probably not this time. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> we're going to be talking a little bit about, about that in this game. Yeah. Um, I do want to go. Yes, yeah. What were um, you saying, actually, Connie? before we dig into that, I do want to talk about Courtney Taylor, who mm-hmm. voiced Jack. I actually really enjoyed Jack's voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The voice acting is lovely. And honestly, the character, like, physical character design, I did not have a problem with. Actually, actually, that too. I hated the costume, the first costume, but after you can change her into something a little bit less, um, yeah, leather strap. The Dallas. Yeah. The clothes, I thought, was nonsensical. Space is cold. Why the hell would she be wearing barely a bra um, as her only top. But the tattoos that she had, I enjoyed a lot personally. And I looked a little bit more into what they were because in the storyline, she does reference a little bit that they have meaning mostly. Um, And she has a really gorgeous uh, tattoo of her quote unquote sisters, which are um, some of her gang members that she hung out with that were killed. Um, and then she has a lot of things inspired after sort of prison tattoo designs. Um, like there'll be marks for years spent in prison, um, the species designation, because this is a, a place where there is a lot of different races available here in different species. So she has like a human skull emblem for that uh teardrops for fellow gang members killed (laughs) um there's a a, sort of a sari inspired tattoo um and then she kind of goes into um more things with her background like one of her tattoos means that she was ship born so she was born on a ship in space um it's it's a very interesting one of them is about like record of her guard like guards that she's killed and <laughs> stuff like that yeah. which is like a cool spine tattoo mm-hmm. and i was like okay that's pretty dope that's pretty cool <laughs> the tattoos themselves are cool i'm a, i have a little bit of problem about some of the things that they represent based yeah. off of her character arc <laughs> um but the idea behind them wasn't 100 percent flawed based off of the backstory that they gave her so that was well, pretty when, cool let's be real like when you get to mass effect 3 Jack is a much cooler character and yes. like much better written and yeah. much more fun to be around. But in Mass Effect 2, like fuck it, man. I Trash. Don't... You know, honestly, <laughs> uh I accidentally killed her in Mass Effect 2 when I played Me through too. and I didn't even fucking miss her in 3. I kept her alive and it actually is dope as hell. So I'm excited when we get to 3 for y'all to be able to watch through that and see like yeah i i'm i'm excited to dig deeper into that one too but it's just uh 
I, I definitely, it wasn't even like a, uh, I, I like, I just didn't even notice that Jack wasn't there. <laughs> I completionisted and like redid that last scene probably fucking 15 times until I got through it with everyone alive. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you, you know, you can just look it up on the internet. I know, but like I wanted to, and it was like Christmas time and I had some spare time on my hands. So, oh yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, Courtney Taylor though, we normally talk a little bit about the voice actors. Um, and she has also done, she voiced the female soul survivor in fallout four. I've never actually, like, I've watched a lot of people play Fallout 4, but I've never played it myself because it's just not my jam. Um, but she also does, um, I guess, Ada Wong in Resident Evil, which is pretty cool. Nice. She does a voice in Vampire Bloodlines, too. She does yeah, a couple. Yeah, I saw that. What is Nightwatch? Why does that... I'm wondering if this is the correct person that I just pulled up because I see that she was in Lois and Clark, The New Age, in 1993. <laughs> so maybe she uh, was like an extra or something. I don't think. Well, she was born in 69. Yeah. I I might be on the wrong page. I think you might be on the wrong page, though. Because, yeah, she also voiced Courtney Taylor's. Uh, Juhani in KOTOR. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. KOTOR. Yeah, Jordan, I think you must be on the wrong one. Oh, there's a lot of actresses with the name Courtney Taylor guy. I that, somehow found her like right away. It I, just, uh, I did you spell from, Courtney right? Because I did not spell Courtney correctly. That is why. Well, T-L-U-R-T-E I spelt it and a y. I spelt it the common yeah. way that mm, Courtney. Yeah, spelled. that's that's why. Well, I'm as we see from her Wikipedia, she's American, <laughs> British, and Australian. So you were spelling it probably the American way, and I don't. I think that. Uh, yeah. I will have to look into that because I feel like. <laughs> The standard spelling for Courtney is pretty know. solid. <laughs> N-A-Y, I don't feel like, is a standard spelling of Courtney. Not to hate on her. I mean, Oh, yeah, no, name. we're not hating. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the name Sarah is spelled like five billion different ways, so I understand. <laughs> that is true, Sarah. You're right. <laughs> you and have I to s- deal with that more than most. And I swear to everything that is holy, if I get another email <laughs> that, you know, says my name in the email. Yeah, I get and they tired of that. Spell my name wrong. Again. I feel like that's a common thing because my name is the common spelling of Jordan. Yeah. It's literally how you spell the country, the river in the country. The famous <laughs> basketball player. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Jordan Michael that you're P. listening to now. My name, obviously, uh, world the famous shoes. Jordan Fishburne. Um, Michael B. Mm-hmm. also yeah. spells the name this way. And we still, like him. I like him. I like him a lot, too. <laughs> still, He's people spell my name Jordan. Mm. And or Jordan with a Y. Gah. I almost never get Jordan with a Y. I do get comments from poll workers asking if I'm related to Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) Um, Obviously joking because uh, Uh. he is a very talented and rich black man and I am a poor white woman. So we obviously (laughs) have no relation, but (laughs) it's still my favorite joke that I have ever heard in my entire life. 
when it comes to my name. <laughs> but, um, no one ever pronounces my name properly. I'm just, I'm over it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm spoiled because my name is so commonly spelled and everything that I normally don't have an issue. So when it does happen, I laser focus on doing like a psychopath. <laughs> so, uh, like, I will find them and destroy their entire family and everyone they know. <laughs> I always take it super personally. And then I'm like, they don't care enough about me to try to offend me on purpose. So I just need to let it go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, uh, and then I let it go because I'm an adult. But in that I, split second, I'm like, ooh, if I could. If I, I could. learned that at a very, very young age. <laughs> You're stronger than I am. Yeah. In, in the oh, name war. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I cried a lot behind the jungle gym when I got oh. called Sarah Baby all the time. Oh, oh my gosh. It was terrible. Catholic was that like man. was that like a Christmas thing? Sarah, oh, baby. Sarah baby. No, they're just like Sarah baby crying oh. like a baby. Like it was like the stereotypical the bullies. But back to Jack, who does not get yeah. bullied. Uh, oh yeah. Oh no, she does get bullied. Yeah. <laughs> she has a sort bit of. of a rough time. I'll she give her that. Yeah, like time. yeah, she does not have a happy fun time. But like, there is no Disney World in her future. <laughs> like, like. It, it just okay the entire thing is like they just literally i feel like someone sat down and was like let's just give her the most tragic awful horrible no good wicked awful bad backstory that we could possibly come up with nothing yep. good has mm. ever happened to her ever yep. in her entire life except the one time some guy loved her but then he died but then he yeah. died and then and then let's just make sure that she has zero access to any sort of positive coping mechanisms. Like and a therapist. And also have her written badly. Mm-hmm. And uh, call severe it severe aggressiveness and bloodlust. Yes. And to be completely honest, the male Shep dialogue that you get when you're trying to romance her is shit. It's rough. It is so it, rough. It is. I would, I don't like to throw this out a lot but i would call it manipulative and abusive yeah i think if you do the renegade choices it is very manipulative and abusive Mm -hmm. if you do the paragon choices it's still pushy still pushy yeah and it's still like slimy and gross like normally you pick the paragon choices it's you feel like, a little bit better about your life. Yeah. You're supposed to be sweet. You're yeah. supposed to be doing a good thing. Yeah. But the choices for this, and I watched a lot of videos going through this romance because I was like, this cannot be it. This That's cannot it. be what we're supposed to be doing here. Mm. And I thought that I had accidentally watched a renegade romance playthrough because of how pushy it was on the Paragon playthrough. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a traumatized woman right. who's asking you to back off and you're not backing off. If you're going to get up in her space. In space with you. I would have put you under. Yeah. I would have failed because you're Shepherd and you <laughs> kick ass and you would have just murdered me easily. But I, I would have made it. Yeah, I would have made a run for well, obviously airlocking doesn't kill this guy all the way. So 
That's what happened to him the first time. (laughs) First, tie up all Cerberus. Then, airlock Shepard. Then, run away far from Cerberus. With Jack to save her and give her something good in her fucking life. Because Jesus. Yeah, because for real. Space Jesus. I just do not. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like they took a look at Ashley's romance and they were like, hmm, how could we make this even more misogynistic and gross? And then they like turned the dial up to 11. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing that really bothered me is everybody has their own kind of trauma and it's bad for everybody, no matter what the trauma is. Right. Mm -hmm. They, the writers of mass effect Two did something with Jack that I absolutely hate. They automatically went to, Oh, she's traumatized. Let's make her a bitch. Yes. And also make her a revenge quest. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that because a lot of people won't share their inner struggles and mm-hmm. everything with everybody they meet because it's none of your guys and business. Right. And then you get people like me that talk, you know, get, get a drink at me and I'm talking about everything. But. Yeah. <laughs> you'll notice when you talk to actual like trauma survivors, not always, but most of the time people come through. I not like pariahs of like love and harps and all that shit but they know what it's like to suffer and they come through with more compassion oh, yeah. in my experience from mm-hmm. anybody that I've ever met right yeah so seeing this trauma and awful thing turn this person into a sociopath it's very it's very interesting Here's um, the quote. And the, sorry go ahead I'll, oh no I, it's, it's a very uh it's very interesting study and kind of the mind of humans because granted if someone if someone's not familiar with trauma they think oh man i would be so angry about that and it feels like whoever wrote her story and her dialogue said oh yeah i'd be super pissed off if that happened i'd be like no 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 angry is the easiest emotion to have after you've been traumatized or something. And the anger that someone who is traumatized does not come off as leave me alone. I don't like you. Like, there's just so much that is not properly expressed as far as Jack being a fully realized human being with multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. There's two quotes that really like spell this out for me. And the first one is when she says, turns out mess with someone's head enough and you can turn a scared kid into an all powerful bitch. Yeah. Like that literally is exactly what the issue is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the writing here. And then the other one is I figure every time someone dies and it's not me, my chances of survival go up. Like, God damn. I, do want to circle back to that quote when we get in a little bit further, because I thought that was good in terms of foreshadowing for plot reveals that were going to come up later. Even Mm -hmm. if I didn't agree with how they were trying to portray her character in that moment, Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, that kind of hits really hard after you've watched these videos six times, trying to find (laughs) one that you like, Um, but you keep getting this, um, this thing and I'm going to do like a very brief overview of her story here. So there's some context to what we're talking about here with Jack. Um, When you first get introduced to Jack's character in the game, she's a new character to this 
specific game, um, you got a dossier on her from Cerberus, and Cerberus wants you to go collect her from a space prison that keeps its inmates in cryo jail, so cryogenically frozen, um, to uh, quote-unquote keep people safe and all of that stuff. Obviously, once you get there, it's not actually (laughs) what they say that it is. It's run by uh, basically mercenary pirates um, that are justifying their own actions and like selling people off uh, to places. And if the home worlds that these people were captured on don't continuously supply this space prison with money, they will literally drop the criminal in an unspecified place on the world for that criminal to start wreaking havoc again as punishment for not paying them to keep them cryogenically frozen in a box. Um, so obviously they're not great, but... Well, and of course they then immediately attempt to hold you because they're clearly going to make a hell of a lot of money off of Commander Shepard. Because they're so dumb. (laughs) They're so dumb. (laughs) Every single time you see somebody try to make a move in Mass Effect, you're like, you're just stupid. Right. You're just stupid, aren't you? you like know the bad who guys. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the ultimate evil bad guy is okay. Like that's like the big threat. But every single time somebody else in the galaxy tries to mess with you, it's like, <laughs> have you not been to the Citadel where I endorse stores? This is not going to end well for you guys. There's a reason why Shepard is so popular <laughs> around the galaxy. Yeah, it's like, where have you been? Like, right. what? Space Rock have you been living under? <laughs> exactly. So obviously uh, Shepard uh, nopes right out of that trap that they try to set, and they start freeing prisoners around the prison, including Jack, where you'll get my favorite scene for her, minus the string bean outfit that she has on for some reason, uh, where they do a cutscene where her cryogenic chamber lifts out of the floor of the chamber room and it falls open and you see her strapped to a gurney um, in like manacles and chains and shit. And when I was watching that, I was like, okay, this is super dope. And it reminds me so much of the Chronicles of Riddick for how they always try to keep Riddick down. And then I read in doing research for this, that they actually got some of the, inspiration for Jack from the Chronicles of Riddick series for Jack from Chronicles of Riddick, (laughs) uh, the badass chick from that. Um, They had her neck locked up and her clamped down. um, And then I did write, but of course they had to put the minimum amount of clothes on her as possible Mm -hmm. because I can't not comment on that in a video game. I'm physically incapable of not making comments on that. Just just the most nonsensical piece of uh, I was going to say clothing, but it's not. It's it's not clothing. It's nonsensical. It's a modesty string to cover her nipples. That's literally <laughs> all that it is. Right. Like, just make her fucking topless at this point. Like, goddamn. Yeah. I, I don't think Jack has nipples. <laughs> they probably took them off in the subject Fair zero enough. experiments. Let's Google, right. does Jack know I'm not Googling that? No, don't do that. I was about to say, <laughs> why would you enter that into the internet? Obviously, uh, you're going to find a lot of non- um, not safe for non. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, not uh, game art, <laughs> yeah. so it would yeah. not be from the yeah. creators probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do uh, finally get her out of the cryo chamber, she does like a really kick-ass biotic breakout um, from her restraints, and then immediately starts killing guards and running away to try to get out of the prison. Um, 
not with you. <laughs> so you have to track her down through the prison, um, sort of intercept her. And she's not happy to see you because mm-hmm. this is sort of how they're building her character. She's argumentative. She is uh, unable to take comments. Well, like regardless, she just wants to fight. Um, especially when she learns you're from Cerberus, uh, the human organization that has been trying to track her and capture her. Um, well, and she like instantly goes into how can I use this person mode yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. like, okay, I get that. But this is also where you can set the tone for your entire relationship with Jack by either going renegade and lying to her about getting her the files or saying, look, no problem. If you're a member of my crew, like I'll get you the files. Yeah. All the files that Cerberus has on her, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting because you find out later that the testing facility that she was raised in was a Cerberus facility. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of um, information in why she hates Cerberus and doesn't like you for working for them. Um, I do want to point out that my favorite line throughout this entire storyline was actually spoken by Garrus during this scene. (laughs) Um, Of course it was. (laughs) Because uh, Jack threatens you and one of the responses you can make is, you don't want to be my enemy. And then uh, Garrus was like, they have a way of dying. <laughs> and I just started cracking up. Yeah, that, that is a pretty highlight. That, that was the really highlight. Pretty funny line. <laughs> yeah, I um, I yeah. do say that another another thing, uh, yet another thing I'm angry about. Um, they do explain. Now, actually, I do. I have a question about this because yeah. I'm looking at her bio again on the Wikia, and it's saying when she was captured in prisons by the Blue Suns that we're operating a prison ship, which is where we find her. Mm -hmm. They're saying during her time there, she was attacked by a group of guards and prisoners who raped her despite her efforts to fight back. I don't think that was revealed in game. It was. It It was. was, Okay. It was like veiled almost. Um, Okay. And the way she says it is very. um, Like a, and they did other things too. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Okay. Yeah. And I remember instantly going, are you fucking serious? They're going to, one, they're going to bring up rape in the first place without doing any sort of groundwork to, like, make us as the players prepared for it, I guess. Two, it's mentioned, like, in passing as though it's just like, yep, just another shitty thing that happened to me. Whatever. I murdered them all anyways. And, like... Male writers and their rape subplots and their pregnancy subplots are always I have like not even a handful of instances where it's actually been executed well in a story that I've ever seen across all of the media that I've Mm -hmm. but but Tawny Jordan the only way a woman can become a strong badass is to be raped and come over overcome that oh my god that is (laughs) my oh my god my least (laughs) oh I I don't even have a level for how much I hate Uh that Mm -hmm. girl I'm right there with you writers do because oh my god oh my god yeah the rape instances in the female community across the world is way too high Mm -hmm. for any man 
to be writing about rape no. for no. a woman mm-hmm. and have any clue as to what actually happens in a woman's mind surrounding no. this entire issue. Preach. And that's certainly not to say that it cannot be used in stories, but like, for the love of God, Bioware, hire a woman who has experience with that or a non-binary person or just someone who has or someone, someone who has experience with it who has experience with assault sexual assault etc and is comfortable with telling those types of stories <laughs> instead of in research this because mm-hmm. this turned into like honestly kind of a trigger when you're playing through this game and it's like oh yeah and then this happened to me and then i murdered yeah. everyone and then it never yeah. comes back up yep that is not no that's not yeah. something that just like happens to you and then never yep. comes up again, especially when you're going into a romantic relationship with someone. Oh, it's, God. Like, especially with the undertones throughout this entire romance subplot. Right. Like, this is the thing. Like, men don't realize how much that colors a woman's interactions moving yep. forward for the rest of her life. Yeah. I mean, like, to give you an example, I was 17 when I was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. I am now 38. Mm-hmm. And a couple days ago, I was still having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit doesn't go away. No. Yeah. And you learn to live with it. Just mention one time and then it never, like, in passing as a throwaway. Right. Yeah. That's not what this is. It's mm-hmm. not like you have deep conversations about that. You talk to your partners about that. Like, you, it's not a one one, and done. Yeah, it's not a one and done thing. It's a, you know, it's like, hey, sorry, I'm not really a fan of this or you sneaking up on me because it reminds me of this and I tend to react poorly. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and especially in a storyline like this, where they're setting this in a military institution mm-hmm. where you are the leader on the ship yep. or a, an N7 a, above the law yeah. worker, and all of these people are your followers. Yep. Like, in Garrus, we had a nice, you could never make me uncomfortable, I'm just nervous. Right. In this, it's... Uh, you know, I've been raped before. Let's uh, just have you keep being pushy at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, wild. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Um, I've threatened to put a glass through someone's face because they touched my hand and wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. Like, mm-hmm. that's what. It, uh, um, like, additionally, Shepard literally holds Jack's life. In his hands, in this literally, because he could turn her back over to Cerberus. He ah! literally just murdered her in the first place instead of through. Ah! Um, she has no way of getting around or doing anything without yeah. Shepard's like express God, approval. No fucking agency whatsoever, and it's None. so fucking awful. And I feel like they tried to pass that off by saying she's so aggressive. She can do whatever she wants. Here she's joking about pirating the ship. No. But every conversation that she has doesn't actually show her having any agency. (laughs) The only time time she does is if you go the renegade route and you lie to her about giving her the files, she hacks in and steals them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But even then, that's just her doing something on the ship that she's trapped in with you. Right. Right. And you lied to her about it. So, of course, she's going to try to get what she wants. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that was her term of coming on board was to get those. And yeah. that sets a tone. I don't know why having that option does imme- does not immediately just bar you from having a romance with her. Right. Yeah. There's a couple different things. Like there's one play option that I think that stops your romance in the in your tracks. And I think that's if you choose to sleep with her before yeah, um, early on. Full, yeah. If you choose to sleep with her early on, then you can't sleep and have like a romance with her beyond that. You have to tell her, no, this is the wrong time. I want to get to know you better. And that's like the only thing that keeps it moving forward on, on a romance type path. And she's not, and I want to make this clear. She's not actually going, I really like you. We should get together. She's going, I know you only want one thing. That's why you keep talking to me. Mm -hmm. And you can be like, yeah, I want to sleep with you. And then sleep with her. And I'm like, I think she literally says, fine, let's get this over with. Yeah. 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 Like, what the fuck? Like, that's barely consent. Right. Barely. And then, so, I just want to flip something. And regardless of what you do, you have a conversation with Kelly Chambers at one point, who is obviously like your ship psychologist. Yeah. Um, and Kelly is like, I think you need to be careful with Jack. She uses sex as like a, just a form of, um, uh, what does she say? I think it's like a... Uh, she doesn't currency? say currency, does she? No, she says she uses it as just a form of, um, I don't know, funsies, just for funsies. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. And and that, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having sex for funsies. Mm-hmm. But the way Kelly goes about saying that to you is kind of like, what the fuck are you implying right now? Like, that's turning it into slut shaming. Yes! Like, fuck's sake, who wrote that shit? Yeah. Ah! It's, it's one of those things where once you start having conversations with Jack, she talks about how it's always been used as like some people trying to build trust with her and then it getting thrown back in her face. Yeah. And she's had experiences after she escapes from the testing facility that gave her the name patient zero, zero sense. Subject, subject zero. Subject zero. Um, the gangs that she joins later and the cult cult she's in a cult they at just, one point right they, they just mention anything about the cult Other i'm like i want to know what the cult the is haircut she kept the haircut that's the yeah. only thing she says about what the cult. kind of cult i need to know these things legitimately the breadth of the conversation about the cult is her going, yeah, I wanted to feel a purpose, but then I realized they were just using me to kill people. Yeah. And I kept the haircut when I left Ugh. after I killed them all. Right. It's like they were trying to take over a space station and then yeah. she realized they were literally only using her for firepower and then she killed them and left. Yeah. What? Like, what? none of this makes sense from a story perspective either no. because – Cults don't let go of people easily. No, they do not. So if you know anything about cults, that's not how that would have gone. They would have spent all of that time trying to keep her happy because she's helping them forward their agenda. Let's talk about Tom Cruise and Scientology. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anybody (laughs) and Scientology. (laughs) 
man. There's just so little. So then, I guess, do we want to talk about you take her back to... Um, yeah. I don't, this, I don't think there's this, a lot more validity oh, in going over her traumatic past. We'll just do trauma, oh, trauma, this, sparkle, this, sparkle, this, trauma, trauma. This, this actually, this bothered me. Yeah. Because it felt like, A, yes, trauma memories are not always super accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. But the story that the guy that you're talking to at the facility is saying, oh, no, that was all you. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, 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 hold up. Now yeah. we're victim shaming. Yeah. Are, are we victim, victim shaming? Sorry, yeah, victim yeah. shaming blaming. is definitely the yeah, word. Yeah, it's not even blaming. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are you just trying to gaslight this bitch? Right. This is – so – I totally get like trauma memories. Oh, screwed up. You you can't, your brain's undergoing a lot. So you're not going to have clear memory of right. everything. Yeah. But not only was the facility itself messing with her, what was happening in that facility was not under her control. Yeah. And by changing the focus in this sort of backstory reveal, they invalidate a lot of things that she's gone through. Yes. And that's not fair. Like, I think that having a switch on what she thinks happened, thinks has happened is fine. But the way that they went about it was saying you were, it was kind of going, you were stupid for believing that this is what was happening when she was a fucking child. child. (laughs) Yeah. Like she was a kid, like saying, no, that, that was only a doll and not your actual friend like that. I could understand or saying, you know, this person wasn't your friend. They were actually just a kindly guard or something like that or changing a detail just enough that it's like, okay, that's something that could be confused for someone who doesn't know who is a child, Mm -hmm. you know, but changing it completely to no, you let everybody out and you killed everyone. It's like, Hmm. I don't those of you at home, to break down what happens, Jack confronts you in the ship and says that she found the location of the facility where they kept her, and she wants to plan to bomb in it and blow that thing to fucking kingdom to come. Fair. Yeah. I don't blame her for that. Legit. I was like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that track. Let's go do that. Right. <laughs> And you go in and, you know, you do your fighty fight sequence. Uh, you find a couple mercenaries there that are yep. kind of like, what's going on? But well, they're going going to pick the place over for parts and loot. Yeah, but it's mostly gone. Mm-hmm. But as you're traveling through the facility, you kind of get hologram logs that you can access that tell you that start kind of giving you hints that things weren't quite as they seemed. Um, they start saying things like, you know, all of these kids that we have here uh, did not pass and survive through this uh, biotic stress test. So we're not going to do that test on patient uh, subject zero because we want to keep her alive. And then, you know, these kids also didn't pass the secondary test, so we can't do that to her either. And then it's like, a guard saying, oh, there's been a breakout elsewhere in the facility. Uh, should we terminate uh, subject zero, et cetera, et cetera? And you don't hear the other side of the conversation, but you get the idea that he goes, no, no, don't touch subject zero. Just go and take care of the issue. And then you get like a 
hologram death where the guy dies in the hologram. Once you finally get past all the guards and stuff to the room where Jack was, you find one of the grown-up children that had also been kept in the facility in that room telling you what actually was going down in the facility. And it's pretty messed up, <laughs> obviously. They're testing children to activate stronger biotic capabilities. Um, and this kid is saying, oh, well, we were just like the, like the tester test subjects that could just basically. be, yeah, to yeah. test different things that would work on you. And if too many of us died, they wouldn't do it to you. And then Jack's like, no, I got the worst of it. And it's like, kind of she did because she survived through all of the bullshit. And that's that the thing. Like, it's almost given through like a, 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 a viewpoint of, well, it's your fault that they did that to us. And she had it easy. Right. Like, that's what they're kind of saying. Like, she right. had it easy by only getting the tests that make you survive. Like, right. she didn't have to undergo all of the tests that were so torturous but did leave you alive. Like, right. that's not something she had to do. And, you know, you find out when you go through the facility that they were making the kids fight each other because mm -hmm. that makes sense. And I mean, well, doesn't I have mean a it kind of does. Who doesn't have kids fight club in their basement? Yeah. <laughs> but like, like if you look at things like the Stanford prison experiment, et cetera. Oh yeah. Uh, like, yeah. 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 But the thing was they were giving her like narcotic drugs during the fights to cause her euphoria when she attacks and kills these kids. Yeah. That's and super shocking bad. her whenever she would hesitate to try to build up that like aggressive and bloodlust. Well, if she was like the big, like big asset for this entire facility, that doesn't make sense. I agree. Yeah, like this, they could be testing. There's plenty of testing scenarios where you don't have to kill each other mm -hmm. to test like biotic capabilities. I just don't think that that made sense in terms of story like why if they won't test anything that would kill her would they put her in danger by putting her into a combat scenario right. that they can't control as far as we know and then all of this is revealed and jack hesitates on whether she should kill this other survivor of the facility who wants to start the facility back up by Which, the way, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, like he does that. <laughs> that makes sense. Or let him live because they don't think he'll actually be able to do it. And they're just going to blow up the facility anyways. That, the weirdest decision in my life. Like, I think the Paragon choice is to have her spare him because... Her learning mercy, et cetera, et cetera. But also, you have this guy who's talking about starting up a child testing facility again. Right. Like, can't you at least take him in and can't you at least take him in and drop him in prison somewhere? Like, you how know? many people has Shepard killed just for like 
stepping wrong to him. <laughs> and he's going to be I mean, like, when we're talking about male chef, many, many. People. We'll just let this guy go. We'll just let this <sighs> oh, go. God, you know, I would sneak back and give him a bullet. Like, <laughs> I, like, you are not, you, I don't have, no. No. <laughs> just, just, and that's, no. Yeah. Like, and Jack being angry about the world is one thing, but you wanting to do the same thing to a whole new generation of children is as messed up as you can get. Yeah, basically. yeah, that's 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 super fucked. I also fucked. thought that the the weirdly toned walkthrough of her facility cell. Yeah, that was weird. Was weird after that too. This is the table that I used to hide under as a child. It was my only friend. It was my only friend. That she's literally <laughs> said that. Yep. She yep. said the table was her friend's. Yep. Like she points out a splatter on the wall for her first kill. That's the first time I ever murdered someone. Even though she's oh, killed man. kids before this, right. by the way. But this is her first guard kill. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, there's so many things that I think they were just like, um, yeah, this is fine. Like, yeah. I think we got our torture trauma porn out here all mm -hmm. nice and good. So we're just going to, like, highlight that we did a great job on this and just push it forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is fine. It, none yeah, of it totally, totally normal. This is what happens when you have psychic abilities. Yeah. I just, I don't even, I can't even. It's just so, there was so much potential for Jack to be such an amazing character. Right. Well, and then, so obviously Jack breaks out of there and they shut the facility entirely down because it's right. clearly useless without her. Um, and that's when she goes off and does all her stuff and gets sold off as a slave and like, all of the other terrible things we've already mentioned. And it, none of it, none of it makes any sense. Yeah. 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 Like, there is this entire additional plot where she's having an, on, like, an ongoing fight with uh, Miranda. Mm -hmm. Which is so dumb. Because... Why, why do the female characters have to fight each other? Because Jazz is sexy. Women. Yeah, because it's sexy, Sarah. You can't have females get along with each other. That's why Amanda and uh, uh, uh oh my gosh, uh, no, Amanda, no, Ashley, oh. Ashley and Liara, and Liara. Yeah, okay. I was <laughs> like, who the fuck's Amanda? <laughs> I care so much for Ashley. You can tell. Yeah, we don't even know um, her name. <laughs> Ashley and Liara didn't get along either in the first. Well, game obviously they're fighting over male chef obviously yeah. like, <laughs> there's this entire thing where they missed the point uh, on how to write female characters yeah when i'm gonna say this we haven't gotten into miranda's playthrough yet but she literally is also a human test subject yep. yeah. she's like a freaking raised isn't she like a clone kid or something yeah. no she's yeah, a, she's like a clone her. who's been genetically modified to be the perfect woman yeah, yeah. Basically. And they don't have anything in fucking common? Like, right. come on. So hang on. Let's think about this for a but second. She, but <gasps> Miranda's drinking the Cerberus Kool-Aid too much to have an honest conversation on how messed up Cerberus is. Like, mm. So your mm. options for male Shep are too 
like genetically modified or psychologically fucked women mm-hmm. or you get Tally who yeah. like you literally can't even see. Yeah. yeah. Talk about objectification. Yup. Ethan, <laughs> why? No, Ethan just said that's why I love Jack. All the choices are bad. I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Throw know. something at him. You know, just look Ethan straight in the face and say, you could have played Femme Shep. Yeah. No yeah. You could have played, played Femme Shep. Femme Shep. <laughs> <laughs> he said that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, okay. Ethan went down like 10 points. I- <laughs> so Rob is a monster. I'm not yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. That. Rob is like. At least he Rob played Fem Shep. <laughs> yeah. Rob at least played Fem Shep. So we got that. He may but be Ethan an absolute didn't monster. Kill Garrus. So it's, it's almost oh, like it's Ethan kind of a wash. A little, yeah. little bit in the lead. <laughs> oh, God. That's a tough one, though. Uh. Jack has the selling point of having a good growth into the third game. That's yes, that's what I'm going to say. Um, to to wrap up, um, Jack sort line. of in-game storyline. She kind of goes into this thing where she actually gets into romance talk because this is after her loyalty mission talks mm-hmm. about the one partner um who chose to stay behind instead of abandoning her um that she in turn had to abandon uh because he died and how he like left her a note talking about how he's so sorry and he wanted to build a life with her yeah well, if i recall she probably could have saved him but she would have lost all of the loot yeah yeah, that they were getting. The, so, the, well, yeah. He, just, it sounded like he had the choice of loot or Jack. Maybe. Maybe I'm remembering. So he chose Jack. Mm-hmm. And okay. she's like, that was the wrong decision. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She references a time where one partner chose to stay behind rather than abandon her to die, getting himself mm-hmm. killed. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, there was a recording on, his, on the shuttle that I, mm-hmm. that I remember. Okay. That was... The only sweet thing that's happened in her entire life. <laughs> right. And she's like, this was fucked. What? And then she goes on about all of the survivor guilt that she right. has for surviving that situation. The one good thing that ever happened to her, the writers decided led to crippling survivor guilt. Right. Yeah, because um, that's going to really help with the PTSD, right. the, yeah. you know, psychopath- psychopathy that she's going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the murderous rage. That's, you know, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. And- and then she tries to get Shepard to give her some time to digest and feel her feelings and think about what she wants. But of course, Shepard has to be pushy about it. Well, and that's the only way to keep it moving forward is to be pushy about it. Like if yeah. you say, oh my God, yeah. yeah, sure, take your time. Like I'm pretty sure the romance ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's no option to just talk to her about other stuff and help yeah. her build past her trauma and yeah. crippling uh mental illness 
that has been grown from all of this. It's just, oh, you really need to come to a decision. You really got to tell me what you think about this decision. You really have to come to a decision. I wanted to stab him. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's somebody going, do you love me yet? 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 How about now? Exactly. (sighs) That's another thing that women hate. Just pro tip. Women hate that. We don't like that. Super hate it. to give us time. Basically a stalker in this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even made worse by the fact that she is a captive audience. Yes. It's awful. She cannot Ugh. get away. I would have airlocked myself. If I were Jack, I would have airlocked myself. Or just like wait until they're on the Citadel and then fucking disappear just off. N- and yeah, place. just not go. Just and this is go back to being a pirate. In most other conversations that you have with other characters, you're talking to them in the space that they inhabit in the ship to do a job around the ship or to do other stuff. You're literally in Jack's bedroom. Yeah. Her room away from everybody else on the ship is where you have all of your conversations with so Jack. Be, so, so she can be left the fuck alone. And that's where you have like you're all in, of your combo. You're invading her den. Like, what is wrong with you? Yep. Ah! I literally would have been like, Joker, could you just fly by a planet and I'll just airlock myself and see if I can make it to the ground alive? Yeah. Because this is way better as an option than Let, having to deal with this. Let Cerberus know ahead of time. I'm going to try to jump into this planet from Halo Orbit and uh, we'll figure out what goes on. Right. Since they're so interested in bringing humans back to life and they spent so much money on me already, they yeah, might as well try to do Resurrection Part 2 <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, let's like, do this. <laughs> oh. oh, God. But after all of this, eventually there's like a, a pause and I don't think this happens right at the end of the game. But Jack... Um, tries to have like a conversation and she'll go to your room and talk about right before the big battle. Okay. It is. Oh, Oh, I have opinions about this scene. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot so, of, before we get into it, I'm going to tell our dear listeners what happens. So she finds Shepard and tells him that she's been thinking a lot. And that he is right, and <sighs> she does need someone, <laughs> and hugs him and cries. And and then I think his answer is something like, no need to talk anymore. Yep, that's exactly we'll just, what he says. We'll just lay down on the bed together smiling. And she's... Balling her eyes out the whole time. Listen. Because you know what cures illness, mental illness, guys? Telling a man that he's right. And you do need him to lean on. Oh, no. Crying while you have sex. That's what makes it better. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing that makes it better. And definitely good men want to fuck you crying. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No question about it. You start crying. The sex happens. They're just going to be totally cool with it because that's just like what a female does when they have sex. They right. cry, right? Yeah. You know, they're not going to stop and be like, are you okay? Right. Did I hurt you? Is something right. what, like, what the fuck? I have no Could idea. Could you just check in a little bit more, Shepard? Can you just 
do a check-in, just like, how's everything going? Is everything okay? Do you want like, me to keep doing this? Exactly. Like, Literally, if they had just taken a second to be like, hey, you're crying. Is everything all right? And if Jack yes! had just been like, it's fine. Let's keep going. I would be so much more okay with this. But as it is, the whole time, I'm just like, um, am I watching? Are we... Are we watching this right now? Is this what we're watching? Is this is this consensual? I do want to give people a pro tip here when it comes to consent. Uh, coercion by co- like consistently badgering people about giving you an answer until they say yes is not is not consent. consent. That's no. not what consent is. It's no, not. no. And. Like, but romance and love are very complicated. I'm going to give everybody that, but that's not consent. Not <laughs> yeah, that's not consent. <laughs> uh, but to to quote the ever so wise Bloodhound Gang, at least I think it's Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> oh no! The lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> oh my oh. god! <laughs> I, you know, there's a reason that my music tastes run opposite of that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't uh, really like the song. I just heard it, <laughs> and we all laughed because this, yeah. It's it was, awful. Yeah, it was terrible. We're like, ha, ah, uh. Bloodhound Gang, there are a couple songs of theirs that I like, but a lot of their music is just uh, shock value. Yeah, it's not. I don't think deal. I could name one of their songs, and I'm really, really okay with that. Yeah, they're that's fine. the ones that did Foxtrot, Unicorn, Charlie, Oh, God, Kilo. please, never again. That was one of the ones you had on repeat. Yes. (laughs) Because my taste is not great, but it was a fun song. (laughs) Um, On repeat. Yeah. I'm going to say it one more time. On repeat. I know. Tawny, (laughs) I will admit, I (laughs) hyperfixate. I never need to hear that song again. At least I can watch The Labyrinth now. I'm okay. But I was able to communicate to you what one of their songs were, which was the entire <laughs> goal of that sentence. Um, I, I do want to say, this playthrough did show me that uh, Morden apparently gives you a sex talk for all of your romances, if he's giving yes. you a sex talk for this one. Mm-hmm. It, I, I was a little concerned that he wasn't concerned about Jack potentially accidentally or purposefully killing you during intercourse um he was or wasn't he he was not concerned he just gave a warning um and said he was going to send information packets on biotics and massive skill manipulation because he's here for informational purposes, not to give you the consent talk. Um, okay, to be fair, he should have. He should have given you. Oh the yeah, yeah, talk. yeah. You're right. Like that should be an understood thing. Um, he is Salarian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're they're not exactly the Mr. Rogers of the fucking universe. <laughs> At this point in the game, wasn't he supposed, or is this in three where he's like, by the way, I realized the Genophage wasn't actually so three. great. That's okay, three. that never is it Is it in three? No, I think he says it in two. Because um, I, re- I accidentally killed Morden because I'm oh, a monster. Okay. So, I re- but I remember that. 
Okay, sometimes they run together for me because I played them back to back. Yeah, legit. Okay, totally legit. I played all three of them very. Yeah. Actually, so. doesn't Morden die at the end of the second one? Uh, no, that's in three. Yeah. Where I mean, he can die at the end of Solarian two. Song? He can die at the end of two, but okay. if you keep him alive, he dies uh, halfway through three. Okay, singing yeah. his sad Solarian song. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Then he hasn't had his uh, growth period yet, so I'll I'll give slight a slight bit of a pass here, but like, I just do I do we want to try and talk about our favorite Jack moments? Because I don't think I have any. So I I will mention the one quote that I liked in hindsight, but not in actuality. The one that you mentioned where she says uh, something, something, I figure figure every time someone dies and it's not me, my chances of survival go up. Because with her background in the facility that she wasn't aware of, in hindsight, that's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Because every single time they kill a kid... And they don't do that experiment to her because it causes fatality in children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She does survive. That is a fact. Yeah, that's of, pretty morbid. Yeah. And sad. I was, I was like, that might be like the quote that I enjoy from this backstory because of that foreshadowing effect to the awful loyalty mission information. I do have another quote that I like and I appreciate it. So fuck you and thanks for asking. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, pretty legit. I actually, I kind of appreciated the the thought behind that one because he, in that scene at least, it felt like he was pushing her because he felt like she wanted to talk, mm-hmm. and clearly she kind of did that time. Like, yeah. And he kind of leaves her alone after she says, I'm done talking. And that's when she says, so fuck you and thanks for asking. Um, But that's, I mean, it's not, I don't, there's nothing, like, there's not a single scene that I could point to and be like, I really like that. (laughs) Excuse me. So here's another quote that I like out of context. And then I'll explain why I don't like it in context. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to agree so fast, fucker. Um, In context. That is her basically continuing on the romance with him and saying it is something that she wants to think about. And Shepard's like, yeah, yeah, that's something that we should discuss. And she's like, you didn't have to agree so fast, fucker. After she just trauma unloaded a whole bunch of her trauma backstory as a trauma survivor on this entire deal. Yeah. Like I, I have to, I have to say my, my favorite quote that I can really relate to with Jack um, is I want to go to the center of the place, my cell. I want to deploy a big fucking bomb. I want to watch it from orbit when it goes. Yeah. I have a lot of (laughs) that. um, That would be satisfying. Like, to know that all of it is physically gone. Just know that it cannot happen to anybody more, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's completely mm-hmm. valid. And I, I, it's, obviously, it's not the most maybe constructive way to mm-hmm. deal with trauma, but. Yeah. 
But I mean, it, you know, I've, I've been there, man. I mean, it's, yeah. That can be a release, you know, like destroying the thing that caused you pain. pain. Yeah. Because Jack, good. that is, the entire world has been pain. And yeah. I mean, that kind the of entire galaxy. <laughs> right. All she wants to do is murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill. Right. Like, goddamn. At one point, like at she's some point, literally like, I am getting a list of people and their relations to destroy utterly. And at some point, like the healthy thing in this relationship would have been for Shepard to be like, you need therapy and we're going to do that instead. Yeah. Also, do you want to maybe visit a puppy cafe? Yeah. (laughs) At no point in this interaction did I ever think Jack was a healthy companion to have in a love interest. God, no. No. And and not not at any point. Not to say there's anything wrong with loving people who are flawed. Because we are all flawed. Yeah. But you can't go into a relationship either A, disregarding their flaws, or Mm -hmm. B, thinking you can fix them. Yeah. And if she's not healthy enough to take care of herself, like, how are you going (sighs) to help take care of your partner? In the wise words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? There it is. Mm Um, Drag queen wisdom for the win. So normally this is where we would put our fuck rating. And we've decided that is maybe not the appropriate term for this particular uh, romance. So we're going to call it the romance rating. We're going to skip our haiku. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just this once. Dear listeners, we'll we'll be well, back. It at might it come again. up again, but for yeah. now, yeah, for now, for now, we just don't. This it just wasn't appropriate. Right. Didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. So, no. So who feels this like is your romance rating? <laughs> there, we got a song. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. So I'll just start off, so we can really set the tone here. Um, I gave it a point five out of five. <laughs> Gosh. I I did uh, the point five because I thought the tattoos were cool and there's potential for growth in the third game, but none of it was present here. So <laughs> oh, shit. I thought this is probably the worst romance. Yeah. Like at least in Ashley's romance, she's a racist bigot, but there is like actual clear consent and stuff in there. But like, this was just a trauma nightmare (laughs) that wasn't addressed in any constructive way. No. So flirting interactions were all super uncomfortable. Yeah. The get together gave me like bad goosebumps and as with this game in general, there's not really like a good pre-ending or ending to these romances. They right. don't give you that cutaway. So that's a point five because they <laughs> turned her entire character into a trauma sandwich. And I just didn't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my rating is a quote from Jack. Uh, when the bullets start flying i'm there otherwise pretend i'm dead oh my god yeah that is how you play Uh, i prefer to just ignore that jack is down in the basement of the ship and we're kind of okay with that (laughs) like when i played through as fem shep i just wanted to be bros and chill and hang you can't do that 
And in the absence of that, I would rather just forget that Jack exists as a character until Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. So just getting her to survive. That's basically the goal exactly. of playing through with her character in this exactly. game. So I think on a scale from nope to a oh, hell nope, um, I'm going to have to go with woo woo all aboard the train in nope town <laughs> county nope nope in nopersville of nope Erica. <laughs> because no this yeah. is just it's not it's yeah. it's not they're get female writers yes yeah like dear Ugh. lord i am anticipating a little bit of this in our other female characters that'll be coming up here <sighs> But, but none this of them was, could be this bad. This was like an extended like bonus level of yep. uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and I, I think the thing that gets me is even the romances I don't like, like with Ashley, I didn't really like her romance. But I still was like, oh, that was an adorable exchange. Right. Yeah. I never felt like that with Jack and Ma- Male Shep. I actually got to the point where I was like, I really hate Male Shep's voice. Yep. Yeah. Well, if only because in this romance like oh my god he's a dick super dick regular level dick he's like mega dick yeah he's like super mega dick when he's renegade and he's still just wow you're a dick when he's paragon like it just the fact that you can romance her as a renegade right she should instantly just be like we're fucking done now i'm not even running with your crew damn like deuces yeah it's like there should be an option for character for the romance options. Just be like, nope, I'm gone. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then like next time you go to the Citadel, just they've noped. Yep. Yeah. I like they there are some themselves. games <laughs> where your party members can leave the party. Yeah. Bioware has done that before. Mm-hmm. They should have done that with this romance. They should uh, have done uh, that with this romance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think. I think. Um, isn't. No, because I think sometimes game the Bioware games have it where you just cannot get them in your party. But I think with Dragon Age Origins, wasn't it that the only two members that will for sure stay with your party if you don't screw with them too much are Morgan and Alistair? I think so. I think so. Because I think they can leave. Because mm. I know for sure that Zev can. Because well, you can you, you can tell them. them to leave. You can tell them to leave, but I don't yeah. know oh, that's true. if they just yeah, you're like, leave out of the blue. They need to do that. Can't more. you tell Morrigan yeah. to leave too? No, because no, her mom sent her on the. She has to be there for that end mission, right? And she's her mom one of the people that has it. to be. You there, can keep yeah. questioning why she's with you, though. That's right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it fucks with her uh, her rating. Yeah. 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 That's neither here nor there, though. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just overall, this entire romance gave me the squigs. It's a um, nope sandwich. Doesn't the side of nope feel, sauce. Yeah, it doesn't feel consensual. It doesn't feel mutual. It doesn't feel fun. It doesn't, none of it feels right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it just feels squicky. Yeah. Squicky. That's the term that I was looking for. <laughs> I was like, there's a specific internet word for this. It's, it's, it's like, it's like watching that guy 
who's drunk enough to think he's suave at the bar, hitting on a girl who's too drunk to not know that he's not suave, and just watching the whole fucking thing go down, and then they walk out of the bar. Together? But but in the game, as Jack, Jack doesn't puke and go home with her friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's stuck on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. So dumb. But to wrap this up, guys, <laughs> we don't have much more than more gross analogies to put at you because honestly, that's all we got left. <laughs> yeah, like it. Uh, Jack thank you, had Courtney a, Taylor, for your beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Jack had a lot of potential, and if I were a vo- if being a voice actress, I would totally take that role. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> it's, and I mean, honestly, she, the work that she gets to do in three. Yes. Is much because better. of so that, good. is so much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just a real, real unfortunate misstep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, God, the, the more I think about least, it, the more I hear about it. <laughs> like, I think hopefully Bioware learned from it because Jack's character did get some very negative reviews mm-hmm. um, in Mass Effect Two, and obviously they decided to turn that around for three. So clearly, yeah. they took some notes. Um, and they took notes on that moving forward for other games. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that they were like, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. maybe not the right way to go. <laughs> right. Right. Well, they, I, I'd like to think they also realize that a lot of their audience is a female audience. Right. Yeah. They have a very good chunk. Like, I'm 100% BioWare could yeah. put out a game where you just fart on people and I'd be like, yeah, Bioware. Drop it. Like, yeah, yeah. woo. <laughs> like, bye, Brad. I'll be back in 40 hours after I'm done farting on everybody. <laughs> like, I love Bioware. Yeah. I, I definitely recognize the flaws. Yes. And but, this is probably their biggest one. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, seriously. Yeah. Get just some ladies on your writing staff. Right. For sure. I guess. Does that kind of wrap us up? Are we? Yeah, I think we're yeah, good. Yeah, right. I think well, we covered everything. Thank you guys thank you. so much. Yeah, for thanks for us. putting up with our um, very poor opinion on Jack. Let us know yeah. what you think. Uh, our next episode will be about Jacob. I'm kind of excited about that one to see. I'm pretty so. I've never actually gone through a Jacob romance because he's kind of boring. So I'm hoping he's less <laughs> boring. He's, than like a, he's, a, he's a nice boring, though. Yeah. He's, he's like so a boring. He's a human boring. Exactly. <laughs> He's like Ashley without the racism. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he does have, there are some serious flaws with that character. Oh, yeah. Talk about. Get some yeah. POC on your staff, yo. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, this has been Romancing the Game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Um, and you can check out some of our other properties that we all work on. Um, we all work on the Theater of the Mind Players, which is an actual play RPG show. Mm-hmm. We're just now wrapping up our playthrough of um, Delta Green. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see where next week goes, y'all. I'm pretty okay. stoked, too. I'm super I'm excited about it. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I legit I am, should have died in the last episode. <laughs> I am terracited? Yeah. Terracited, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. terracited for next game. It's going to be fun. I'm super stoked. 
Um, so yeah, check us out wherever you get you, your podcasts and or YouTube for Theater of the Mind Players. Otherwise, Sarah has some other shows. I um, am a member of Plot Points. Uh, we recognize RPGs as literature and talk about them as such. And I am also Fakara on Encounter Party. We just started the third or fourth episode of season three, just downloaded. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's an actual play of D&D Ravnica. I play a Fan minotaur. favorite. Fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I love it. It's a super fun. It's a super fun show. Um, and romancing the game, which is what we're doing right now, yeah. so I won't have to. Plug it. <laughs> if you got here first before you listen to the rest of it, I'm very yeah. impressed. Um, <laughs> I have one more called the Not So Bigfoot Thing. One of these days, I'm going to edit up that new season. I have it all recorded, and just need to do the work. You know, I should listen to I should listen to you at work because I've, I've been I've been be that very atmospheric. Yeah. I've got you know, I mean I'm walking around like an idiot all taking pictures of bioswales right now, which is super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Dodging cars and just going, Oh why? Um nope. <laughs> Yeah, it's not too bad really. I'm playing it up like it sucks, but it's actually pretty fun. But it's nice to listen to people who are like know what they're doing outside. <laughs> Or try to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, remember, everybody, um, give Consent us a, sexy. Give us a, a review yeah. <laughs> and check out our other shows. Uh, Tawny's right. Consent, Consent is, is sexy. So, so sexy. Consent is mandatory, yo. Yes. Dear BioWare, please learn that better. Yeah. yeah I love you, but fix it. I, I definitely agree moving to a consent is mandatory. Yes. Um, and consent I also. Is mandatory and sexy. Is that our new tagline? I don't think Sex it mandatory? has to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it has to Band be sexy, sexy. You know, people to do it. I mean, but, but it's sexy anyways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so consent is mandatory. Wear your goddamn mask. Please. Wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. Black Lives Matter. Vote the hell out of it. And and we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. I'm George Fishburne. And I am Sarah Babe. This has been romantic. (sighs) Fucking Jack. Like, seriously, (laughs) why the fuck did that suck so much? Uh, It was terrible. (laughs)